0: Superbrain is a labour of love. Alas, no podcast can survive on love alone. We don't have a sponsor, so we need your support for Superbrain to stay alive and kicking. You can make a one-off donation by following the Support This Show link in the show or episode description. Hello and welcome to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. I introduced Monday's podcast with guest Norma Sheehan by saying that I was going commando. I really don't know why I use that phrase, because I was actually wearing underwear. I think that I really should have said what I meant to say was I was flying by the seat of my pants. But I reckon all the talk (laughs) in the episode about healing your hole had me confused altogether. Anyway, the point that I was trying to make was that I had done no research at all before the episode. And that's something that I'm fastidious about. I always really research my episodes so that I can have a meaningful conversation. But this was a little bit different because my editor Emily Burke happens to actually also edit Norma's podcast, which is called Heal Your Whole, And she suggested months ago actually that we should do an episode together because she thought that the two of us would have loads to talk about and get on like a house on fire. So I'd never met Norma and the only thing I knew about her was that she was an actor and like me she had actually recently put her house up for sale. So I thought well there's a couple of starting points. And I thought, well, you know what, I don't even actually really know why I decided not to research. I figured I kind of wanted to just improvise and make it a bit of a challenge for myself to actually just go for it in an un. I was going to say unscripted, but I don't actually script my interviews at all. I just have some key questions that I want to ask. And then actually, it's very much, as you'll know from listening, the conversation just goes wherever it takes us. But for this, I literally had no foundational questions, nothing prepared. And I was quite happy to kind of go along that way and see how it panned out. Anyway... I resisted the urge to do any further research than the fact that she was an actor, that she'd recently sold her house and that actually she was going to be playing Shirley Valentine in the Gaiety Theatre. And that resonated with me. I knew I could talk to her about that because I had always wanted to play Shirley Valentine. So I wanted to be very casual and for it to just come across as a bit of a, you know, get to know you conversation. And I even decided to record the episode in my comfies. And by that, I mean the kind of larger, big, flowy sweatshirts and pants that I've bought in pennies to accommodate my COVID stone. Oh, speaking of which, a couple of booster shots ago, I mentioned I was going to try prioritising my sleep in an effort to see if that would help me with losing weight. And I'm happy to report that it actually has helped immensely. I'm being much more disciplined about the time I go to bed and the time that I get up at each morning and it has paid off in terms of my willpower and I actually started the 800 fast diet on Sunday and as I record this it is now Wednesday and I've already lost 1.75 kilos. Yay! I have another gazillion to go but it's a start and the sleep actually has definitely helped. So now where was I? Oh yes, Monday's episode with Norma Machine. I was putting together the blog and the social media for Monday's episode on Sunday night when I realised I hadn't actually asked Norma for a bio or a photo. So I sent her a message on WhatsApp and she popped across some photos and she said she would send through a short bio later. I was actively working on preparing this stuff and so I just figured while I was waiting I'd just Google her and get some info for the blog on her acting career. So her CV actually popped up. I had to scan through it. I was curious as an actor myself to see what parts and roles she had actually played because I, honest to goodness, literally knew nothing really about Norma before I spoke with her for the podcast. So as I scanned through her CV, I immediately regretted not researching her in advance of speaking to her. She had done so much amazing Work, But I would have loved to have chatted to her about one particular theatre production which caught my eye. And while she has had some great theatre parts and really prominent TV shows, the one play that caught my eye was a little known play called A Day in May. It's actually based on a book of the same name, A Day in May, Real Lives, True Stories. Now, I'm actually reading from the blurb from the book, which was published in 2016. And it says, Charlie Bird, a high-profile, award-winning journalist and broadcaster, compiles a powerful collection of 50 deeply personal interviews with LGBT members and their families and friends recorded at the time of the marriage equality referendum. Stunning portrait photography accompanies each interviewee. Okay, so for those of you listening in the UK and other countries that are not Ireland, first of all, thank you for tuning in. It gives me a huge buzz to know that this little podcast of mine is traversing thousands of miles. Anyway, to give you context about the marriage equality that the book really evolves. About in 2015, Ireland held a referendum that ultimately led to a change in law that allowed people of the same sex marry each other. The author of the book, Charlie Bird, was a bit of a homophobe, if I'm honest. Before the campaign, and now, and, uh, that's the only word I can kind of think of, but not in an angry sense. You know, he wasn't actively anti-gay or anything like that, but more in that ignorant sense, in the true meaning of the word, just not really having any personal contact with people or with the struggles and the inequalities. So that all changed when he was asked by somebody to speak at one of the early launch events of the marriage equality campaigning. Anyway, I'll do my very best to cut a very long story short. The approach to the campaign focused on the telling of personal stories in an effort to get people to vote for other people that they could connect with rather than for an ideal equality we should all be treated equally. So... When I attended the first event, the one that Charlie spoke at, and if I'm honest, he made quite a few cringy, uninformed comments, <laughs> You know, in innocence and in ignorance in a way. Then anyway his role as MC was to introduce some people who shared their stories, their personal journeys and struggles and to explain why people should vote yes for marriage equality. Now Charlie heard those stories for the very first time and he was utterly blown away by them. A good indication that the campaign was on the right track. He was so blown away though that he decided to write a book to share these stories. Each Each chapter of the book shared an LGBT story. Some were incredibly sad about suicide and about loss, but others were really uplifting. One chapter of the book was about myself and my youngest son, Gavin. I was a very vociferous campaigner and I actually canvassed door to door, something that I would never have imagined myself doing, but I felt very strongly that I had to take an active role in trying to get this vote to pass. It's actually an experience I will never forget. While we were successful and the law was changed, I will never forget some of the disgusting things that were said to me about my son you know and the fact that he's gay when I was on people's doorsteps. Right, to my face it was really pretty awful and whilst the ending was good the journey there was quite stressful in some regards and it was so stressful actually my son Gavin just completely switched off social media um, because it was just horrible to see people to, and watch and listen to people debate his life debate his right to be a parent debate almost his suitability as a, to be considered as a human being he didn't feel strong enough to face the kind of abuse that I was receiving on doorsteps and actually to be honest I don't think anyone should have had to take that but definitely far easier for me to take in away than for Gavin himself. So I was happy enough that he didn't want to campaign door to door and I was happy to do it for his rights and for the rights of all other gay people in Ireland. But he also didn't want to just sit back and do nothing and just expect people to vote yes for marriage equality. So one day in early 2015 we were all sitting around having dinner and he just asked us if we would mind if he uploaded a same-sex version of of Magic's song, which was called Rude. We said, of course not. He rearranged what was originally a reggae number and he sang it beautifully um, at the piano in our living room and put it up on YouTube. It really was lovely and he did a really nice job on it. So I shared it on YouTube and the CEO of Amnesty International, Colm O'Gorman, watched it and was actually apparently moved to tears and he contacted me and you know, told me um, how moved he felt by it. Track forward a few weeks and Amnesty are launching their campaign for marriage equality, which they called their Let's Make History campaign. Colm invited me to speak for a moment, literally 60 seconds, about why I wanted marriage equality. And also he wanted Gavin to sing the song that he had uploaded to YouTube. So we agreed. When we arrived in O'Connell Street, we couldn't believe that there was actually thousands of people on the streets.
1: Many reasons to vote yes that I could speak for two hours and not two minutes. But that's okay because two minutes, when you think about it, is really just enough time. Because the reason that I'm voting yes is that I believe in equality. What more reason do we need than that? We have a moral and an ethical obligation to ensure equal treatment and equal rights for all of our citizens, for all human beings, for all members of our human family without exception. May 22nd 22nd is about equality, it's about human rights and most importantly of all, it is about human beings. I'm already married, so why should I care? Well, that's exactly the reason that I should care. I should not be afforded any rights as an Irish citizen that are not also afforded to every other Irish citizen. Those of us that are in the majority to come out on May 22nd and vote yes to ensure that our fellow citizens, who happen in this instance to be in the minority, are treated equally. If you vote no on May 22nd, you are voting for inequality. A no vote on May 22nd sends a message to our government, to the world, to our children and to our children's children, that we think that it is okay to treat one Irish citizen different to another Irish citizen. That we think that it is okay to treat one human being different to another human being. That we think that it is okay to treat one family member different to another family member. I have two sons, I love them both, Equally. Both of them are Irish citizens. One of them can marry and one of them can't. That's inequality. And I think that on May. we have an opportunity to address that inequality, we have an opportunity to make history, we have an opportunity to show the world that Ireland can lead the way on what is a human rights issue. I'm going to introduce you to my son Gavin. so that my son Gavin can have the same rights as my son Darren. I'd like you to give two minutes to listen to him today. I'd like you to tell your family and your friends about his story. I'd like you to think about him on May 22nd. And most importantly of all, I'd like you to remember that my son Gavin is human too.
2: for the rest of my life Say yes, say yes I need to know. Say I'll never give you a blessing Till the day I die Why are you gonna be so rude? Don't you know I'm feeling so
1: Why are you gonna be so rude? I'm gonna marry him anyway.
2: Marry that man
1: Marry that man
0: was actually Gavin's first ever performance in public singing. He is a musician, he plays saxophone, and obviously you can't sing and play sax at the same time. But that was his very, very self-taught as a singer. And that was his very first time performing in front of an audience. It was an amazing experience that day. Gavin's boyfriend then came on stage and got down on one knee and proposed. And my son Gavin accepted and the audience just went wild. And if I'm honest, so did I, but in a very different sense, because I had absolutely no idea that he had planned to surprise Gavin with a proposal. Anyway, so Charlie Bird got his book, which included our story published, and then he had it turned into a play a year later. Now, bear with me now. This does have relevance to Monday's episode. The play was called A Day in May. So here I am last Sunday night looking at my guest Norma's CV, the only guest that I have ever not researched. And I discovered that she was in a play about a book that I was a chapter in. So I banged her off a of WhatsApp and followed it up with a link to the Let's Make History event and my little speech and the music that you've just listened to. And it turns out... <laughs> Not only was Norma in the play, but she actually played me. (laughs) And I interviewed her for my podcast and I never got to talk to her about that. (laughs) How crazy is that? It's surreal to think that somebody would be playing me in a play. But it had to be the one guest that I had on my podcast that I didn't research. Oh my God, the moral of the story is always, always, always do your research. Be prepared. Just to let you know also that the marriage equality campaign was in 2015. It was a success and my son and Jamie got married in July 2017 and they are the happiest couple on the planet. They are still so loved up. So despite my... Going wild, but <laughs> mildly on the day. It has been, you know, wonderful. They're so good together. They're such an amazing couple. And I am so happy to have Jamie as part of our family. He really is um, an important part of our family. So, um, Yeah. <laughs> That's it for today. I just thought that I would share that story. I suppose it's relevant in a sense to the theme of this podcast, Surviving and Thriving in Life. We all do the best that we can. And for some people to thrive and even just to survive, other people need to step up to the plate and fight for their rights on their behalf. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Sabina Brennan and you have been listening to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. My aim for Boosters is to share insights from neuroscience, psychology and from my own life that might help you to better understand why we do the things we do, how we can reach our true potential and move from just surviving to thriving in life. If there's anything in particular you'd like me to cover in an upcoming booster shot, please do let me know. You'll find me on Instagram at Sabina Brennan and Twitter at Sabina underscore Brennan. You can, of course, also email me at info at superbrain.ie. For the price of a coffee, you can listen to Superbrain ad-free over on patreon.com forward slash Superbrain. I couldn't do this show without my brilliant editor, Emily Burke, and there'd be no point in doing the show at all without you, my wonderful listeners. So thank you for tuning in today. Tune in on Monday for another fascinating interview with an inspiring guest and on Thursday for another booster shot from me. My name is Sabina Brennan. You have been listening to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain.